there's some people in Belfont, Pennsylvania, shaking their fists right now. What are you talking about? One of, Crap, one of them, to Pennsylvania, <laughs> you, Travis, I'm gonna get you. One you. of them, my uncle. Yeah, one of them, my uncle. Sorry, sorry, Uncle Jim, but uh, Belfont, PA. The Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, Episode 225. It's not Portland, Seattle, Boston, San Francisco, or even New York. The city in the United States with the most restaurants per capita is Providence, Rhode Island. But is that enough for it to make our list? There are a lot of amazing cities out there in the United States, some of which I've been to, some of which I'm hoping to go to, and you're going to hear about a lot of them in today's episode. We're going to rank which ones we love, why we love them, and give you a rundown of our favorite cities in the U.S., but no matter where I'm going, whether that be the U.S. or abroad, I always make sure to have my Tortuga backpack with me, and that's because this is the travel backpack that I love more than any other, and I take it with me all over the world. So if you're looking for the best travel backpack, one that is the perfect size for any type of travel that you'll be doing, head on over to tortugabackpacks.com. Check out all the offerings they have over there. And don't forget to use the special promo code EPOP, that's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because that will get you 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is a man who knows his way around the U.S. and also knows his way around a Revlon double-decker nail bus. Wrong, wrong company. <laughs> wrong anyway, company, wrong that's company. Another, that's another story for another time. And uh, thank you for having me on your show. You know, Travis and I... I didn't have, get to intro you yet. Oh, yeah. we're not done My yet. good Sorry. friend and host of the Zero to Travel podcast, Jason Moore. And when you said that is a story for another show, you are wrong. That is a story for this show. <laughs> I guess it could be. And we should mention, because we're... We're doing this together right now that Travis and I actually launched another podcast that we're co-hosting together. So if you can't get enough of us bantering, which uh, who knows what the answer to that question is, but um, you can always check out the Location Indie podcast, I-N-D-I-E, and we launched this pretty recently. And we've been doing a lot of podcasting together lately, but we were like, wait a minute, Travis had this great idea for a show. I wanted to come on back on Extra Pack of Peanuts podcast. Thought he would pop over to the Zero to Travel podcast as well. Travis can explain what that's all about in a second and uh, do this really fun show we have planned for you today. I think you're going to dig it. We're going back to the roots, the travel roots here. And yeah, so what we'll be doing, guys, we are counting down our top 32 cities. And by cities, we don't mean actual cities. We mean basically any town, village, uh, province, whatever. American cities. Yeah, American cities, hamlets, or big cities in the U.S. So the top 32. So on this show, what we're going to do, we're each, we each have a list of 16. We do not know each other's lists at all. We didn't talk about it beforehand. There might be some overlap. There might not be some overlap, but it's all about the surprise. I want to be as surprised as you, the listeners, are when we talk about Jason's list and vice versa. So what we'll do is we'll count down 16 down to number nine on this show, and then we'll be popping over to the Zero to Travel podcast where we will be counting down our eight to one. So 32 cities total, 16 on my end, 16 on Jason's end. And the reason I wanted to do this show with Jason so bad was the fact that this man has been around the U.S. more than any other person that I know. I Correct me if I'm wrong. Have, have you done all 50 states yet? I'm just missing Alaska. And I'm thinking because it's been on hold for so long that I need to make some kind of dramatic entrance to Alaska. Uh, I don't know how that's going to be. Maybe like hitchhiking onto a cargo ship or something. I don't know. I got to do something. 
Yeah, well, you we'll we'll do something together. We'll get a whole caravan and go <laughs> up. Do it. We'll Oregon Trail our way to Alaska. How would that be? An actual wagon caravan? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be awesome. By the way, you mentioned hamlets. To be, oh, not to be. Actually, I don't know what a hamlet is, but um, villages, hamlets. I liked the sound of a hamlet, though. I said, I don't know if I have any hamlets on my list, and I just started getting all of the Shakespearean language in my head. So we're not going to do this in the Shakespearean style, though. We'll Definitely not. Definitely not. And and Jay, one of the cool things about having you on the show is the fact that, you know, there's a lot of people who say, oh, I've been, not a lot, but there's some people who have been to every all 50 states, but they haven't seen the U.S. the way you've seen it. And that's because for, what, 10 plus years, you were going around the United States uh, stopping in random Walmart parking lots. You you tell this story. Give a brief overview because here's what's fun about this. I have missed a lot of the U.S. So my list is going to be much different than your list because you've seen a lot more of the U.S. than I have. Yeah, brief overview, the briefest of overviews. I'm very fortunate to have uh, fell into a career that I didn't know I was going to do for over a decade as a touring professional. So I worked as a, an event tour manager. I worked in music as a tour manager. And then I worked a summer actually as an adventure tour guide as well. So 10 plus years living nomadically, traveling the States, traveling overseas in between contracts and stuff like that. But essentially living on the road. I didn't have a home. I didn't have a car. I just lived in hotels or cabins or wherever we were staying. And, you know, it was, it was with a company. So we would get like an expense budget. So we'd have places to stay along the way. And as Travis alluded to in the beginning of the show, did a variety of wacky event tours for different brands and company events and stuff like that. One of them being a, a double-decker makeup bus where we did makeovers at different Walmarts around. I didn't do the makeovers, by the way. You wouldn't want me doing the makeup thing. We had a makeup artist doing that. But I was managing these different types of events. The Meow Mix Catmobile was another one. So all Never the things, Oscar Mayer Wienermobile yet, though, right? No, I didn't do that one. The but, gold you know, on standard the of side, event touring. Yeah. I mean, on the travel side, it was... one the best thing I ever did because I remember on the first road trip, I was like, oh man, this is like a once in a lifetime thing. I'm road tripping across the States and getting paid for it. And then like 10 years later, I'm still doing it. But I have had the uh, the fortunate opportunity to not just, you know, travel across the States and spend a night or two in different places. I, I would, I can confidently say I've spent probably at least three weeks of nights accumulated at least in every major city, pretty much every major city, I would say. And that's that's just estimating. And also, it. you've spent a lot of time in a lot of hamlets as well, because yeah, this a is a hamlets, person... a lot of villages. This is a person when, when we ask, you know, we're out together, oh, wh- where are you from? And then someone will give some city. And they'll be like, oh, well, are you actually from that city? No, no, I'm from outside there. And Jason will say, like, where? And they'll be like, oh, I don't know, J- Jonestown, Mississippi. Like, oh, I spent three nights in the Jonestown Motel right. on Route 6 or whatever. <laughs> and it's the person's like, why? Oh, I didn't know I would still be. I didn't know I'd be talking about travel this much later on, and in, in uh, my whatever you want to call this, we're doing career or whatever you want to call. It. I, I wish I had like some kind of crazy Excel spreadsheet for like all the nights in every place if we. You had tracked every spent. night. Yeah, that would have been yeah. that would so have been it awesome. Was, it was an amazing experience, and yeah, I've been lucky to kind of live all over the states in that way. So anyway, selfishly, I'm very excited for this because, I, as we mentioned, I have missed big chunks of the United States, and I'll be going on a road trip very, very shortly. So I'm hoping, and, and it's a very, um, I, I don't want to say amoeba, like it's a very fluid road trip where we're not exactly sure where we're going to go. Best time. So uh, exactly. So I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing some of your suggestions. Before we get to our actual list, what I what I want to start with is places that you really want to go that you haven't been. Because on these lists, we have to have been to the place for them to make the list. So we always get people tweeting us and writing into us, which is great. Like, why didn't this city make it? Or why didn't this place make it? And it's like, okay, well, I haven't been there or one of us hasn't been there, so it's not on the list. So first, I'm going to start with the places that I really want to go. Places I haven't been, but I think could be on this list if I go and actually enjoy them as much as I'm looking forward to them. And uh, you have a few of those, I think, as well, even though you've been a lot of places. So give us a few of yours of where you really want to go that you haven't been yet. Well, everywhere in Alaska. I mean, that's you hit that right off the bat. I haven't been to Alaska yet. So pretty much anywhere in the in that state. There's so much amazing wilderness to see. As you'll hear from my list, I love these just to give a little hint on what might be coming your way. These towns slash cities slash hamlets that are oriented 
near wilderness areas where you have access to a lot of different hiking, camping, different things like that. Cause it's something I really enjoy doing. So the, I have three places that I could just, I just picked three that I'd really like to see. I don't know if you want me to share all three. Yeah, just of them rattle now. them off real quick. Uh, yeah. Alaska, just across the board. Uh, Glacier national park is a place that I've always wanted to visit up in uh, Montana that I haven't been. And Bellingham, Washington, I've heard really good things about. It's just a town I haven't made it to. All right. One of the few. A few places I really want to go. This is going to surprise a lot of people because I haven't been to any of these. And they're like top-notch, pretty cool destinations, I think, in the U.S. And they might be on your list, Jay. Uh, San Diego, never made it to. I think that's self-explanatory why I'd want to go there. Asheville, North Carolina, heard great things. Might be going on the road trip. Memphis, Tennessee, same. Might be heading there on the road trip. Detroit, I've never been to. Would really like to go and see Detroit. You spoke of Montana. I'd love to get to Bozeman. I've heard great things about Bozeman, Montana. Um, Albuquerque, Minneapolis, and Madison, Wisconsin. I know it's all over the board, but those, when I look at a map, are just places like, to me, for whatever reason, I really want to stop in and see, have heard great things about. Um, So hopefully we'll be getting to some of those soon. And when we redo this list, maybe in a year, things will be shifted because we'll have gone to more (laughs) places. Um, And also, one of the things we want to list, a few surprises that aren't on your list. So these are ones that you've been to that people might really like but didn't end up making your list. I want to call them dishonorable mentions because it is our own opinion. But something, some cities or places that I think people would be surprised aren't on your list. Uh, no, I wouldn't say these are dis. I only have honorable mentions. I don't know. I cannot... These are cities that I want to put on the list. I just want to put them in like you know, 12 and a half or whatever. I mean, we we basically have forced ourselves into this impossible task of creating a list of our, each of us, of our 16 favorite town, cities, hamlets and, and everything. And go ahead and just sit down if you want a little fun exercise. Try to do that. It's way With harder your, than you, you think. Yeah, it's hard. And like, obviously, it's all subjective. And any of these cities, I could swap out for any of the ones that I'm going to mention right now, I think. Um should I go? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm so close to just, as you were mentioning something, I'm so close to just actually taking something off of this list and adding this one in. And I just, I can't do it. Uh, the upper peninsula in Michigan is a very special place. And I could, I could put that as a tie for somewhere in my, in my list here on the top side, but, uh, upper peninsula in Michigan, awesome place to just road trip around at least when I went, very few chain restaurants. It wasn't like any McDonald's, or I think there might have been one somewhere or something. Uh, just totally rural. Went to, found this bear farm. Went to this bear farm, and like the guy, I talked the guy into letting me into a cage, and I pet a bear, crapping my pants. This is like stuff that you can't make up. So, UP of Michigan is a very special place. Uh, Chicago in the summer, amazing place in the summer. In the winter, I want to avoid it like the plague. Uh, Boone, North Carolina, which is a place that I mentioned that you should go, is a, a really special little Appalachian town that could easily be on the list. And St. Louis, Missouri, believe it or not, which is uh, a place that I hold a lot of memories. I have a lot of good friends there, which is why that place is special to me. All right. So and if you're not on my list, um, New York City did not make my list. Very surprising. Uh, we could get into all the reasons. I love New York and I hate New York. And it just didn't feel right putting it on my list for whatever reason. Seattle, a place that many people love, 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 love. I only spent two days there. So I'm not saying it wouldn't be on my list at some point, but I didn't get enough of a feel for it for it to be on for me to say, yeah, this is one of my top 16. And uh, Atlanta, another city I've had really fun experiences, but I just... Yeah, wasn't wasn't doing it for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you in Atlanta. I mean, it's yeah, I've had fun experiences, but definitely not going to make the top sixteen. All right, so without further ado, we're going to jump right ado. into this. We said no Shakespearean. There, hey, you know, <laughs> ado is a great, great little word to use. I love using that. Without further ado, we're going to jump in to our top sixteen. Remember, we're going to go each uh, take turns. We don't know each other's. So, Jay, why don't you start with your number sixteen? favorite city in the United States. Number 16 is, drum roll please, San Juan Islands off the coast of Washington. And um, just a very special place, a place where uh, we took the ferry from the coast of Washington. You go out to the San Juan Islands. Uh, I think I spent two or 
three nights in a cabin out there. And it was cool because I was on one of those company trips. So we used the company expenses to get a cabin instead of like a hotel on the San Juan Islands, which was awesome. Rented bikes one day, cruised them around. We're picking wild blueberries, saw some uh, whales from the coast. It was just an incredible experience. Definitely a place to visit. I love the dichotomy that's going to happen on these lists because my 16 probably couldn't be further from the San Juan Islands as far as feel and you picking blueberries in a cabin. And that's because my 16 is Las Vegas. Oh, wow. (laughs) And um, Well, here's the thing. You know, we made these lists. We were originally going to do 10 each, and then we were going to do 12, and then 14, and then we got to 16, right? And we figured, all right, that's cool. And I I have... What I do is when I make this list is I just write down all the cities and areas I've been to, and I start crossing them off. You know, kind of like work backwards, so I don't forget stuff. And uh, Las Vegas just sat there, and I couldn't put it above anything else, anything else. Finally, when we got to number 16, I'm like... Las Vegas has to have a spot on this list be- just because it is so unique. There is nothing else like Las Vegas. I mean, you could go to Atlantic City. It's it, like, um, you know, but it's not anything like this craziness that is Las Vegas. And so when I first went, I thought I was going to hate it. I don't love gambling or anything like that. And I was blown away by how much fun it was for that like four day weekend. And I've since been back twice. And every time I've just had a good time. Would I want to live in Las Vegas? No. But every time I've had a good time in Las Vegas, I just think it's a unique place that doesn't, you know, is is very unlike anywhere else in the States and is its own culture and anything happens there in the whole, you know, if it happens in Vegas, it stays in Vegas. Like that's kind of true. And um, so something you said for that. So once we got to 16, that's when Vegas could get on my list. It could definitely make my list for sure, too, for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. And um, well, I should be a little quiet about what's on my list and not on my list. This one, I guess I'll make an exception because I let it slip. But uh, it's not on my list, but it definitely could be. And one of the things I love to do is go down to the old Vegas and um, play uh, play a little blackjack down there. It's a it's a cool scene. Yeah, and I think it's just a fun place to like conjure up images that have been in your head, you know, as a kid and this Wild West idea. And obviously, it's it's not that anymore, but just a cool, fun place. No qualms with Vegas. I think it's a perfect number 16. Like, I won't pick it over the other stuff on my list, but it's something. For sure. All right, you're number 15. Number 15, uh, I was going to do Travis Hates when I do all these catch-all type of things, and I'm not going to do it. I picked a city in this state, but I could just say the state, and it's small enough where <laughs> so, I think it's So you fair. are going to do it. <laughs> the state of Maine. No, I uh, I haven't been many places in Maine, actually, but I, I actually put on the list at number 15, Portland, Maine, because it's right near the ocean. You got these you know iconic lighthouses. You've got the crisp feeling of that main air all times a year uh it's bitter cold in the winter but it's just a cool part of the country and when you're up in that area of the country you feel like you're someplace special you know it's not a at least portland area i mean maine in general it doesn't feel as homogenous as some of the other areas you're not off a big interstate it's more like this small town northeast like old kind of i don't know not colonial vibe, but just well, it's a New England vibe. Yeah, New England vibe, and, and um, and I really like uh, Portland, Maine, for that reason. Had I spent more than six hours in Portland, Maine, it would have made my list. I just I don't have enough experience with it. And uh, Heather's family is up from New is from New Hampshire, and so we spend time in Southern Maine and a lot in New Hampshire and a little bit over in Vermont, and I love that region as well. But I couldn't, I haven't spent enough time in any of those quaint, cool towns like Burlington or anything like that to get it on my list. Like I kept looking at the region thinking, what can I put in from here on the list? And nothing was striking me. So well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on your Portland, Maine a little bit and say, all right, I, I like that too. I just haven't been there enough to yeah, say. Yeah, I mean, well, that's a good point. A lot of that just comes down to like... Listen, it's just create. You know, you create a moment or a memory or two, and that's enough to get it on a list like this. You know, and I did have some fantastic gelato in Portland, Maine. We were walking mm. by a gelato place, and they said the best gelato outside of Italy. And I was like, Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> You're like, sure. Do you know and who we, I am? Yeah, Travis had, Sherry from me. <laughs> we had just come from Florence, where I ate my favorite gelato ever at Gelateria dei Neri. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And then it said underneath, and we walked by it, and I was making fun of it on the way to the brewery. And then we walked back at like 1030. It was still open. And I, uh, it said, taste as much as you want. And I said, all right, we're putting this to the test. We went in. I tasted all 22 flavors. It was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> Got to give him credit. It might be the best gelato I've had. Then you walked out and buy one? No. Budget I, travel uh, tip? <laughs> yeah, budget travel tip. <laughs> I, I did buy some, and then I got really sick because after tasting 22 things of ice cream, you basically tasted <laughs> probably like four scoops worth of ice cream. Right. And then you have to buy something as well. So um, I guess you don't have to. But uh, my number 15 is it's very weird. And and this list, I think your list is going to be very eclectic. So is mine. And the order is funny because I, I, you know, how do you kind of compare these big cities to these little areas? And it is all about experiences and what we've experienced in them. But my number 15 is Gainesville, Florida. And I am putting a city in Florida on that isn't on the beach. And uh, yeah, it's a bit odd, but I've spent a good amount of time in Gainesville a good friend of mine lived in Gainesville for about seven years, so I I would go and visit him about once every year, maybe maybe twice a year. We'd go down there. He he lived on a horse farm outside of Gainesville. Uh, growing up, I loved the Florida Gators because my grandparents lived down about an hour and a half south of Gainesville, so I grew up as a Gators fan. So I, I have an affinity for college towns. I think they're really fun. And maybe I won't be saying that as I get older and older. But, you know, I used to go down to Gainesville when I was in my mid-20s, late-20s. And I just really liked it. Um, you know, you could go see a, a game at the stadium. There's always people around in downtown Gainesville. There's always students, you know, especially when it's really nice weather. You can go grab tubes and float down the Itchnatuckney River. You know, you spend five bucks, you go grab a tube off the side of the wait, road. Wait, wait, wait. I've never done a river float there. I mean, can't you get eaten by alligators there? Dude, I, I mean, could you? I guess. Gator country. I That's... guess technically. I mean, you go to Ginny Springs, you go to all the springs. I just, it's a cool area and I spent enough time there to feel like very, like I knew what was going on, right? Um, there's there's also a really, really good burger place outside, like pretty far outside of Gainesville, I think in called High Springs. I can't remember, but it's called Bev's Burger. So if anyone's down in the Gainesville area, um, make the 35 minute trip to Bev's burger. It's, and go all the way. Should I ask you if you want to go all the way? You got to <laughs> go all the way. So, uh, Gainesville, Florida. I, I assume you've been through since you've been through everywhere. But. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can't recall anything special, but I was never there on a football weekend either. Yeah, it's just, it was, you it, know, it's a, I, I, listen, college towns. I mean, we could do another podcast on college towns, so maybe we should save it. But college towns have their own special thing going on. And I think a lot of them, like you said, it's they a lot. A lot of them have certain things to offer that just have there are places that have a different vibe than other towns in America because of the student population, because of what's around there. And oftentimes they can be these little um, sort of isolated places in the middle of nowhere, but they have this burgeoning culture that just thrives. And I can't explain. I guess it's the university. You know, It's, it's the university. You get, you get what, 40? Th- I mean, not every university is this big, but I'm thinking of State College PA, too. And there's a lot of people moving to State College PA now where Penn State is, where I where you went, because it's it's in the middle of nowhere. It's a crap part of Pennsylvania, except for the fact that State College is there, and it's a pretty cool town to be in, and so people are moving there. And um, so, yeah, the university kind of pulls the town up, and there's always something to be... When you drop 40,000 people somewhere, even if they are students, there's going to be people who have all types of stuff. Good food, bad food, dive bars, good bar. You know, there's just... There's a lot of stuff happening, and I, I really like Gainesville. There's some people in Belfont, Pennsylvania, shaking their fists right now. What are you talking about? One of, Crap, one of them, of Pennsylvania, <laughs> you, Travis, I'm gonna get you. you one of them, my the uncle. Snap. Yeah, one of them, my uncle. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, Uncle Jim, but uh, Belfont, PA. You have an uncle in Belfont. Uh, yeah, he's not really an uncle. Actually, he's, he's my dad's cousin, but we call him my uncle. So, I cousin Jim, I should Everybody say. Everybody has a cousin. In- somewhere in Pennsylvania. Everyone has a cousin in Belfont. All right, what's your number 14? We're allowed to say that because we're both from Pennsylvania. Number 14 on my list? Is that where we're at? That's right. Oh, boy. It could be so much higher, but it's not. Are you going to say that about every single place all the way up until number one? Probably. Okay. San Diego, California, a place that Travis had already mentioned. Um, 
it's got the eternal spring weather situation going on, although it can be a little chilly. So if you're going to travel to San Diego, it's not one of those places where you just pack shorts and a T-shirt. You might want to bring a little sweatshirt and something like that. But uh, San Diego, no, I got a lot of relatives actually out in San Diego. And one of my least fondest memories but favorite stories is when I got stung by a jellyfish out on the beach in San Diego. And if you're ever going into the water out there, uh, nobody told me to do the stingray shuffle, which is uh, when you are walking in, you know, when you're really cold and you're walking in the ocean, you're kind of like, you can be lifting your feet up really high because you're creeping in because you're like, ah, because the ocean's cold there. And apparently you're supposed to kind of shuffle your feet along. And when you do that, if there are stingrays there, they just, it scares them away. You know, I put my foot down. I was not shuffling. You're you're and prancing. I can I, I can picture it now. To the ocean. And I'll tell you this is what it felt like just to paint the picture for everybody. Imagine if somebody took a a bottle of Corona, right? Buried it in the sand except kept the neck up and then smashed the neck off with a hammer just leaving jagged glass and then you stepped on it and it went through your foot. That's the immediate thought that came into my head when this went, because I got stung in the bottom of my foot by a stingray. And uh, it felt like I was walking and impaled on like thick glass. It was so painful. Anyway, my uncle took me back home. Apparently, the uh, the remedy for that is you put your foot in extremely hot water. My uncle has a hot tub. So anyway, he still boiled up some water. I put my foot in water and he kept just bringing me actual Coronas and aspirin. And uh, I just chilled it out for two hours and let the, let the protein break up it was good but anyway that's a horror story but uh san diego is an awesome town to go see everything from going to you know a daytime baseball game down there where you can see the stadium right downtown to the gaslight district the beaches i mean there's so much to see and do and it's also a beautiful place you are making me i'm craving san diego and it's funny uh Longtime EPOP listener and reader Christian keeps trying to get me to come out to San Diego. Well, I mean, there's a lot of people who have said you should get out here, and I, I should. I keep trying to get myself out there. I think one reason I'm I'm holding back, maybe subconsciously, I just thought of this, is that I, I feel like I'm going to fall in love with it so much that I just won't leave. Maybe <laughs> maybe that's why, because I keep having plans to go out, and then those don't work out, and this and that. Um, I have known for a while that I, I don't love the cold weather, and um, I've known for a while that I think San Diego would be top of my list, you know, if, if I was there, because I just, I like that vibe and that thing. So maybe soon. All right, you're 14. Could be your number one. All the way up until number one, you'll be saying, this could be your number one. My my 14 could not be my number one. And again, mostly because I haven't spent enough time there. I really liked it when I was there, but we're talking four days. So it's not enough to, to know, right? Um but it was a great place, and I want to head back there. It's enough to know. It's enough to well, know. Okay. I know That's when true. I first land, almost. Sometimes in the first 10 minutes, I'm like, I like this place. You know what I mean? Well, I like all these places on my list. That's why they're on my list. I just mean, could it be number one? Oh, I see, uh, it's yeah. very hard for me to put something if I've only been there for three or four days at number right. one, as we'll see. But this city, um, town, I guess, and I've heard it's gotten even better since I was there in 2010. And that is Louisville, Kentucky. I went for the Kentucky Derby. Um, I went for my bachelor party in 2010 for the Kentucky Derby. And it was an absolute blast. And not just, the, I mean, the Derby was fantastic. One of the things in my life that I had really high expectations for, and it exceeded them. You know, there's a few things in your life where you're like, this is going to be the best ever. And then you go and you, you're maybe a little worried it's, it's not going to be is as it great. it match the hype? And it was like better. Same with Oktoberfest in Munich. Um yeah, so I love the Kentucky Derby. That was obviously a blast. But the city itself was really cool. And I've heard that it's become even more cool and hip and kind of trendy. And they've got breweries and good restaurants and stuff like that. So, you know, it's a neat part of the country. There's a lot around it. You can go do the whiskey tours and all. And it just, it was, a. I liked the size as well. It was obviously very manageable. It's not that big, um, but it had a lot going for it. And if you can go during Derby weekend, I think you'll probably fall in love with it too. You got the Louisville Slugger Museum. Did you I, make it there? Yeah, we did. I got a, a cool a, right behind me on my uh, on my bookshelf here. I've got a, a mini Louisville Slugger bat. Yeah. I gave all my groomsmen to my wedding personalized Louisville Slugger bats, like the big ones, but I was nice. too cheap and too poor to buy one for myself. So I had to buy myself a miniature one. <laughs> <laughs> Friends and family yeah. first, folks. Agreed. It's a it's a cool part of the country for sure. 
You're number 13. Number 13 is a place that could be... I'm just kidding. I'm not going to say it. Uh, I'll tell you what, though. Number 13 is a unique place in the sense that I think it's one of the only places where you could get the kind of hiking I enjoy doing and also a beautiful beach right in the same spot. Then this, I'm surprised this isn't your number one. Santa Barbara, California. Oh, man. You've mentioned that to me before on a podcast of it being the place where, yeah, it's you have the just, mountains and the ocean right there. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy expensive. I mean, I last time I went there, I went with my buddy Joe. We, we, rented, a, we rented a convertible and drove up one to go see Eddie Vedder play a solo show in the Santa Barbara Bowl. And uh, we stayed at a hostel up there. Oh, that college. That's so college. <laughs> it wasn't college. It was like three years ago. Yeah, I know. That's the funny part. <laughs> we met a cast of characters along the way and had a blast. But um, we did bribe the doorman to get into the L.A. show, by the way. We got through like ha- got in like halfway through, but we did get in. And then, um, yeah, we went up to see uh, to see him in Santa Barbara. And yeah, I mean, even the, the hostel up there we stayed at was crazy expensive, but you know, the downtown, it's just one of these walkable downtown situations where like you can just go to all sorts of, you know, again, the mom and pop or like the more local spots where you can go like the local sandwich shop and the, you know, the local little market or like all those different types of things. Then you got the beach right nearby, mountains nearby. Uh, Santa Barbara is a fantastically beautiful place. I I need to get there. I, I, I consider... I'm going to ask you this. Do you consider yourself more of an East Coast person or a West Coast person? Oh, you are going to notice my uh, my list skews way westward. Well, and and that's what's funny for me is that I consider myself much more of a West Coast person, but I've spent very little time there. Like to I, my personality, I think, and, and what I want out of life, which is weird to say because I could live anywhere. So I guess it... it, it, it I've always as a kid thought, since I was a kid thought, I would really love to be out West. I just think it's more my style. Um, You know, I always had visions of going out to California and obviously I've been there now and and out, you know, out in Colorado and I've been to Colorado now and all, but I find myself still on the East Coast and I I think obviously friends and family play a large part in that, but I, I definitely see myself as a West Coast personality and so when you say Santa Barbara, I just think... Man, like I see myself with like a house. Well, I mean, better make some money first with a house like on a porch, like just chilling out, like going across to the beach, like just as as like a 55, 60 year old guy, you know, like one of those people you see and you're just like, they're leading the life, man. <laughs> it's a funny thing, isn't it? That you get a vibe that you want to go somewhere or you belong somewhere or something. Because I've had that too before I even visited Colorado when I was a kid. I was like, I just wanted to go to Colorado. I don't know why i can't really i mean the mountains i guess it was just something i don't know what that is but uh as it's a really boy growing thing. up on the east coast yes. and reading biographies of trappers and <laughs> frontiersmen right that was what it was for me was i i gotta get out and see this stuff i always wanted to go see the alamo since i was a little kid um and i since have done that you know and, and but it's yeah i think there's just this image of the west when you grow up on the east coast maybe when you grow up anywhere but i think for us we didn't get to see it as a kid where if you grow up in Colorado, you at least if you're reading those stories, you can like walk outside and see it. We're like, and then if you're from the West, maybe you would want to come to the East. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Where, where are you going next on this list? That's the big question. All right. My number 13 is uh, New Orleans. Nolens. Um, Fun town. Very fun town. I don't think I'd want to live there. And and that's what's funny about these lists is some of it is like I could see myself living here and other of it's like just fun to go through. You know, there's there's no real set in stone definition of what makes it on our list and why it does. I, I just I've been once I had a great time um, I, kind of in that Las Vegas mold in that there's nowhere else like it. Tons of cool culture, tons of fun places to go. Um, and, uh, I just, I really enjoyed it and I would like to go back and I would like to spend more time there. And I think it's a place you can dig into and, and spend some time. Like it doesn't have to be the two day, three day weekend bachelor party. You could spend some time there and really dig in and, and uncover a lot of layers. Amazing town, amazing food, amazing music and amazing music is a huge part of my number 12, which is Austin, Texas. 
Oh, we might Austin, see Austin Texas, pop up somewhere else on someone else's list. Because it's a it's a place that you could be walking down the street and look into a window and see a gentleman playing the epic guitar solo from Purple Rain from behind his head without looking. So I saw this and I was like, I just, I was just transfixed by this guy. I don't know how he got to the point where, I mean, there's just so much music there. So many amazing musicians, wherever you go, you can find just incredible music. And then you got the food, the culture, the university, uh, some great weather can be a little hot. You got the bats under the bridge, you know, they got a million bats flying out at night. You get to see that their bike lanes, uh, just, a really cool taco trucks, great taco trucks, just a really cool town. Agreed. And that's why it's on my list in a little bit. And I also love Austin. Um, I'm surprised. Well, I, I don't know what is higher on your list. And you've seen a lot of places. So, yes, I Austin is one of those places that I'm surprised isn't higher on your list. And I'm actually surprised isn't higher on my list. And I'm going to say it for Austin. And I'll save it. But the... I, that could be higher on my list. I'll save it for that. Um, <laughs> I'll save you the... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to the dark side. Yeah. Uh, my number 12, nothing like Austin, Texas. This is the first really big wrench I'm going to throw into things. Like a, a true, in my mind, hidden gem that you wouldn't know if if you weren't from this area. Um, and that is Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Thank. I thought you were going to say Phoenixville Library again. Uh, not <laughs> Phoenixville, Pennsylvania, my hometown, but Lancaster, Pennsylvania. I'm going to tell you why. Um, first off, to, to orient yourself, if you have no idea where Lancaster is, uh, probably most of you, um, it's about an hour, about an hour and hour and 15 minutes west of Philadelphia. And uh, just a, you know, people, when they hear of Lancaster, they think Amish country, uh, big rolling hills. Open farmland, Amish country. That's that's what it is. You get some amazing food out there. You can get buy awesome furniture. You know, it is Amish country. But there's a city there called Lancaster as well. And the city has really, really taken off in the last 10, 15 years. And it's a small city, but it's it's neat. It's got a downtown that's that's fairly sizable. You know what I mean? We're not talking one block. We're talking seven blocks, right? And um, good breweries popping up there. And pretty decent restaurants, but in no joke, you can hop in your car if you're you're at one of the breweries right downtown, and you can be out in the countryside in five minutes. So that's what I like about it is that you get, you know, it's big enough that if you live there, you wouldn't get too bored. Obviously, it's not a huge city, but you could be out in the countryside. I love cycling, uh, biking, so I could hop on my bike and be out in the countryside in no time. And then you're out in the, some awesome farmlands and beautiful open fields and stuff. So. Lancaster, hmm. Pennsylvania. Um, highly right recommend. On, that's a a bold choice, and uh, I think that's a vote for just getting off. This is the best thing to do when you're road tripping through the states. I think it's just getting off the interstates, obviously, and then you get on these smaller roads, and you end up in these towns like Lancaster that are just hidden gems. And a vote for Lancaster is almost a vote for uh, numerous or numerous towns that we could have on this list all throughout the United States that have the same kind of thing. You roll and you're just like, hey, this is like a cool little town. There's like some local spots. Uh, there's some accessible nature and nearby. It's not like, maybe it's not what you would think is world-class nature, you know, but it's just uh, a special little spot, I guess. Yeah, and, and that is true. It is a vote for like, there, there's probably tons of Lancasters out there outside of major metropolitan areas that I have no idea of because I haven't been there. But I've spent a ton of time in Lancaster and every time I go out there, I like it more and more. And there's little city, excuse me, little towns around the, the city of Lancaster. Uh, and I looked it up, Lancaster, 60,000 population, the city. So it's, you know, fairly sizable, quote unquote, city. And then all these little towns around it. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And um Having a 60,000-person city right there, at least, you know, they have, like, minor league baseball teams, so you can go catch a game for, like, eight bucks. It's like good old-fashioned Americana. Right. Or you can hop on the train and be into downtown Philly in an hour, hour and 15. So, yeah, Lancaster, PA. And it's still pretty cheap. It's very cheap, actually, comparatively. Appreciate the choice. Yeah, that's my number 12. Throwing throwing us off track a little bit, or off off the beaten path. I like it. Keep it interesting. My number 11 is... A place that when I am on my way there, it's always, a, it's always a special time. I don't know whether I'm coming from the north side and driving south and I cross the state line and, and I get this special feeling or if I'm 
coming west. I remember one time driving to this destination, coming west through Texas for hours all night long. We drove all night throughout the night just to get to this place. We arrived in the morning. We checked into our hotel, me and my buddy Ben, and this hotel had like big thick bathrobes, I remember, and we just like we just put on these bathrobes right away. We're like, we're going to just kick it in these bathrobes. We hadn't slept. I think we might have had a beer or something. It was like eight or nine in the morning. We put on these bathrobes and we just hung out and uh, then went and got some awesome huevos rancheros or some kind of Mexican infused meal. And this place is Santa Fe, New Mexico. When I get into New Mexico, I get a special feeling. I feel like I don't know. There's this Native American tradition. There's this feeling of really being in the West. And I always associate New Mexico with this uh, this special feeling, you know? And whether I'm coming down from Colorado or coming from any other direction, something about New Mexico is very special. It's uh, Santa Fe is just a beautiful little town with the Pueblos. It's, uh, it's unique. The art, there's tons of art to check out there, uh, Indian jewelry, that type of thing. I mean, it's just, there's some great places around the area. I remember we asked somebody once, like, Hey, we want to go on a hike. Where could we go? They directed us to this place. They're like, go out to tent rocks. And it's this, um, crazy place outside of Santa Fe that has this, these crazy rock formations that are shaped like tents, tent rocks. And couldn't have guessed that it's like you're on the moon. It's a totally bizarre landscape. It's totally different than anything I'd ever seen. And um, there's just a lot around there. And of course, the food, the the infusion of uh, different styles there uh, from Mexico and you know Native American and all these different, this blend of culture. Uh, I know it's a touristy place, but uh, it is a special place. And I think on the way in, there are lots of little places you can stop along the way too. And I think sometimes being a touristy place isn't a bad thing. I mean, the people who live there might disagree. Maybe they say, oh, it's gotten too touristy, this or that. But, you know, that doesn't, it's not like we, we've done a podcast in the past of like our top 14 or whatever uh, favorite tourist activities and favorite touristed places. And uh, being touristy isn't a bad thing sometimes. It's sometimes that was fun. I forgot about that. That, that was fun. That was Dig way. Dig into the archives for that one. If you like this, uh, what was that called? I, I'll have to pull it up as we're doing this, but it was our, yeah, it, we'll, we'll pull it up. It was our top 14 tourist activities that we love. And then I think our top 14 favorite touristy places. And uh, yeah, we talk about stuff being touristy. I have never touched New Mexico, actually. I've never been in New Mexico, but I think you're right in that it makes you feel like I'm in the West. Like this is, as a kid on the East, like we talked about, this is what I... This is what I'm looking for in my head when I'm that kid reading those biographies and reading those books. And my 11, it dovetails right into that. And uh, it's a city that I've only spent three days in and fell in love with. And that was last year, not even a year ago. And that is Flagstaff, Arizona. And um, on my list was was that I wanted to go to was Albuquerque. I could put Albuquerque slash Santa Fe. The only reason I put Albuquerque is that um, when I was in second grade, my teacher, my second grade teacher was moving to Albuquerque after that year. She was retiring. And I remember thinking, what? Like, it was the most exotic thing I'd ever heard to my second grade brain. I just, since then, I've like, I want to go to Albuquerque. And and, uh, I haven't gone, which I don't know why. But uh, one day, Mrs. Nice, I'll get out to Albuquerque if you're still there. To all those teachers out there, you know, take this to heart because I had a similar experience with my fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Gallagher, and she came back from Ireland and she was like showing us where it was on the map and all these pictures. And my mom even tells a story. She's like, you came home and you were like, just so amazed that this place existed. And I was so into it. And I guess that was me being a traveler before I'd even gone anywhere. But teachers, youth are impressionable. Is yeah, what I'm saying. you're shaping their minds. Like yeah, she would never imagine that I would be talking about something this. small. You would think she probably never even thought she would just come in and do this one class on this one thing about her trip. Like, oh, that was probably a day in her lesson plan. But meanwhile, that like sparked so much curiosity in me. And that's so funny because you had the same experience. Yeah. So to bring it back to Flagstaff, where Sorry. I have been. No, I agree. I, I totally agree. It, it's it's when you're a kid and you see this, it's, it, it imprints on your brain as it did for both of us. Um, I really love Flagstaff for a lot of the reasons you were talking about Santa Fe. You know, just again, a cool town, uh, good restaurants, 
up in the mountains. You got the Grand Canyon at your footstep. You've got tons of awesome nature and things like that. You've got one of the best breweries I've ever been to, Mother Road Brewing in Ugh. Flagstaff. Um, and Travis t- brought some beers back from this place. Oh. Their Tower Station IPA, incredible. Um, and they've got a bunch of breweries there too. So I, it's just, it was cool. It was fun. It was, it was like I could live here because people are doing stuff. There, there's, you know, there's stuff going on, but it's not a big city. And um, and again, yeah, the nature at your doorstep, and it was just so different from what we're used to on the East Coast. I really just loved Flagstaff. So my number eleven, and I think it's very similar in that way to your number 11, which was Santa Fe, which I've never been to. For sure. And my number 10 is similar in a way too, but and maybe an East Coast version, definitely an East Coast version of a, of a place that's like a, a smaller town, but it's a city. It's bigger than Flagstaff for sure. And um, it's quaint and unique and special. And it's Burlington, Vermont. Burlington, Vermont's my number 10. I was just up there a few, uh, maybe it was more than a few months ago now, but uh, for the fall of last year. And um, there is no place in the world like Vermont in the fall. And if you want to see fall colors, if you want to experience a just a classic fall scene with some of the most spectacular foliage you've ever seen in your life, just put it on your bucket list. Vermont in the fall. People come from all over the world to see it. Apparently, they're called leaf peepers. I didn't know that, <laughs> but that's a, a thing. If you're and a leaf pe- peeper. Yeah, I mean, the people up there, they uh, it's just got this rural, old-time feel in a way, but then Burlington is, is a modern city, so uh, there's a, a pedestrian-only walkway, and the same person that designed that pedestrian-only walkway designed the same pedestrian-only walkway in Boulder, Colorado, where I moved and was living. So there's some similarities there. If you're up on Pearl Street in Boulder, Colorado, you'll find a very similar vibe in Burlington, Colorado, uh, or Burlington, Vermont. You've got uh, just, I don't know, people that march to the beat of their own drummer. Everybody's, it's, it's kind of like a Portland, uh, Oregon of the East Coast, sort of. And if you just haven't been up there for a while, get up there. And then you, speaking of beer, Heady Topper, double IPA, hard to find, very hard to get. And, um, it's something you have to try when you're up in Vermont. So, teaser alert: I have a city like that in my top, like that will be on your podcast on the Zero to Travel podcast. When we end this one, when we get to number nine and finish up this, we're going over to Zero to Travel to do eight to number one. I've got another East Coast city that's very similar to Burlington in what you're saying, and because I'm a guy who likes stats, I just looked it all up. Lancaster, sixty thousand. Flagstaff, sixty-six thousand. Burlington, Vermont, forty-two thousand. So not oh, to, really? not to throw you under wow. the bus, but I I did know that Burlington's population was small. Like it, it was smaller than you would think because people know Burlington, Vermont, because it's you know basically the only city of size in Vermont, really. And um, yeah. Now, but to be fair, some of the stats can be skewed because sure, they can count sure. Flagstaff as a much broader area. That's but true. Hey, I, twenty thousand people is a lot. That's, I, I'm with you that's though. Surprising. Burlington is a place that. As I mentioned earlier, if I had spent more time in, I think would be on this list. Like it seems to have everything that that we like: beer, biking, friendly people, laid back vibe, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, cool, Burlington, Vermont, making it on to the list at year number ten. My number ten, one we already touched on, so we'll kind of get through it a little quickly. Is Austin, Texas? Uh, a lot of the reasons you mentioned, but for me, tacos. Take care. Tacos take precedence tacos, over tacos. music. Love live music, <laughs> but love, love, love tacos. And uh, one of the only places in my life that has a food that I would rate a five out of five. And we've done food podcasts. And if you guys are longtime listeners to the Epop show, you know we've done food podcasts where we talk about our favorite food. So you may have heard me talk about this. But a uh, little tiny, I mean, all the taco trucks, not all are awesome, but there are a lot of awesome ones there. And we did, uh, we actually did the top 10 uh, taco trucks in Austin. And we're at some point going to make a video of it. It's all sitting on my hard drive, unedited. But the number one, Tacos Guerrero. And this uh, this sums it up to me about what Austin's like. It is a food truck run by a little uh, abuelita, like a little grandma in this 
parking lot in East Austin that's crappy. And, uh, you know, who knows when she's there? You, you know, you just show up and whether she's there or not, you know, she'll make you tacos. Took her 45 minutes to make Heather and I, the only two customers, to make Heather and I three tacos total. Took her 45 minutes because she was hand-pressing the corn tortillas. She was rolling them out, putting them in a thing, hand-pressing them, like, from scratch. And uh, it was... It was awesome. And uh, Austin is an awesome town with a lot of weird people, uh, but a really fun vibe. And like you mentioned, having the university there, similar to what we talked about in Gainesville, except Austin is just a bigger city. You know, it just adds an element of, of you could kind of get anything you want. Um, and it's it's beautiful. And uh, I wouldn't want to be there in the summer, really, but really good weather most of the other time and awesome food. I And uh, Lake Travis nearby. So and Lake Travis. You go. Your namesake. Dude, um, speaking of being expensive, though, Austin's real estate is kind of blown up, and that's the one downside for me looking at like, oh, I could live here because there's no state taxes. Why don't I move here? Um, pretty expensive when it comes to like renting or buying, but... And the, the summer heat's too too much for me, too. I just can't take it. But um, yeah, you know, Travis and I, just to touch on the taco thing, because I know he is such an aficionado, when we went to Mexico last year to work on our Paradise Pack project together, we hit about, I don't even know how many, an ungodly amount of taco trucks down there in very crappy parking lots in different places. And um, we had a great time, ate some incredible tacos. And the last one on my way out of town got me bad and don't that's get another, the shrimp <laughs> that's another story for another time i will just say that that was the worst flight experience i ever had uh austin for tacos awesome man um, austin number 10 number nine and this wraps up the the epop list i think this uh, will wrap it up we'll be heading year. to zero to travel after this we will uh this is going to be a town that this is probably on the list well definitely the town is awesome but this is on the list more because of what is around the town. And that's Jackson Hole, Wyoming. You've got the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone right nearby. The area is so gorgeous. And you're in the Wild West. And, you know, Jackson Hole's, uh, you know, an expensive little town where, you know, celebrities live there. And there's some uh, funny stories I've heard about certain celebrities that uh, live there. Actually, secondhand from my dad, who talked to a guy at a bar. Uh, <laughs> at a, a, a I certain, love when uh, stories start that way. I was talking to a, certain, a guy at the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who knows if it's true. But, um, you know, there's a certain somebody there that I guess likes to um, smoke a lot of bit of something and, and play a lot of ping pong. And this is a, an international celebrity I, I probably shouldn't name names because you probably uh, should because they're not going to listen to this podcast <laughs> that, and everyone's interested uh let's just say this is one of my childhood heroes uh, has been an adventurer in a couple different kinds of movies um finding uh finding old archaeological type right, of so things we're, we're talking and, indiana jones and harrison uh, different Ford. things like that but who knows if these things are true who knows dude um, he likes to but, play ping pong that's got to be true <laughs> Anyway, that was not even a story that I experienced. So, you know, from a friend of a friend of a friend. It's always the friend of the friend of the friend thing. But uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, a special little town. Uh, Yellowstone, Grand Teton, spectacular places to visit. Can't miss places in the States, really. I am flip-flopping my eight and nine. I've just done it three times on my Microsoft Word list. So now it's time. It's decision time because I've never been to Jackson Hole. So I can't say anything about it to put this off any longer. All right, my number nine. We're going to stay with the uh, live music idea, right? And you said Austin was great for live music. There's probably only a few places in the U.S. that are even better for live music than Austin. We've already mentioned New Orleans. What's another place that's better for live music than Austin? New York. Okay, New York. I'm thinking of a place known for its music, though, like... Nashville. Nashville. Um is my number nine. And again, with Austin, with Nashville, um, I, I'm going to say, I'm going to use your words here and say these could be higher on my list. They're, they're great places. Uh, two places I will be going back to without a doubt and spending more time in. Um, I love Nashville. Uh, obviously, a great music scene, not just country music anymore. Of course, there's a ton of country music, but now you have all types of musicians, uh, you know, Diving into Nashville and living there and spending a lot of time there. Uh, Taylor Swift, you know, for example, people like that. And uh, the food is really great. It's a cool city because, as we mentioned, I think I, for me, 
I like manageable cities, right? Like, and that's why New York might not um, uh, didn't make my list. I, New York is great for what it is, but I, I want something that's that's manageable. And Nashville certainly manageable. Has a bunch of different districts. Has a lot of the universities there. Uh, has a lot of tech moving in, so you get a lot of entrepreneurs. So you have that spirit, but still retains its like flavor. charm. Yeah, its yeah. flavor of being like a honky tonk city and um so i just had a lot of good times in nashville and there's a lot of cool towns around it as well the suburbs so i know you've been through nashville i'd love to hear your thoughts i just i think it's a really neat city and is one that i could see myself spending like one or two months a year in nashville and continuing to go back because it's unique and fun yeah it's a fantastic city it's been a little while since i've been there so i know they've added a lot of different things whatever that means you know whether it's places or uh, i don't know well, what it's I mean blown by that. up but i mean too. it's you know yeah I mean, it's, it's gotten it's, big and things turn over and uh it's just been a while since i've been there but when i was there yes awesome music similar to austin but smaller uh and then of course all the music tradition uh there's so much going on that's definitely a place i would like to go back and check out a little more especially the surrounding area you know i was never that impressed with uh, i did go I, one of the best things I did in Nashville was uh, Willie Nelson was playing a show uh, with, Speaking uh, with of guys m- who love ping pong and uh, smoking things <laughs> with uh, Merle Haggard and Ray Price at the world famous auditorium in Nashville that I'm blanking out of the name. The Ryman. The, the Ryman. Yes. Um, was it the Ryman? I don't know because uh, I, I wasn't with you, my friend. But a I can't world- anyway, yeah, it was the the famous country music venue in Nashville. I'm totally blanking out on it right now. You're not talking about Scal- the Grand Old Opry, are yes, you? Yes, the Grand Old Opry. Okay. Yes. So got to see Willie Nelson, one of my musical heroes, just an amazing guy all around uh, at the Grand Old Opry. Is that's that was an experience that couldn't be beat. Yeah, I. I- Nashville is just fun. Again, I, I, and you know, some of these places are interesting because we went, I went on quote unquote vacation, right? Like Austin, Nashville, we were working, but we were there to enjoy. Like we actually spent a month or three weeks in Austin and we were working, but you know, it's, it's, it's hard to put yourself in those cities and say, what if I lived here? But with those two, when I arrived I kind of felt that idea of like, I could live here. Do you know what I'm saying? There are places where I pass through like Las Vegas wouldn't want to live. Gainesville wouldn't really want to live. New Orleans probably wouldn't want to live, you know, stuff like that. And those were all on my list and I liked them. But these two places, probably more than some of the other places, even higher on my list are places that if you said, where would you want to live? These would be even, these would be at close to the top of the list because they're big enough and there's enough going on to keep it stimulated. They have good airports, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's really manageable and uh, good beer, biking, mm. stuff like that. So mm. nice. Awesome. Well, those are our top 16, right? We have both went from 16 to 9. And as we mentioned already, we're going to hop on over to the Zero to Travel podcast and do the remaining part of this list. So we're doing a, a joint episode here, Jay, of our top 32 cities, towns, hamlets, whatever you want to call them in the United States. So you can get that by going to zero to travel.com. Or of course you can find zero to travel podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher, however you're listening to this, unless you're on extra pack of peanuts.com. And if you're on there, we'll link it in the show notes, but however you're listening to this, you'll be able to find the zero travel podcast as well. By the way, I've got more honorable mentions to add. So I think we're going to kick off our next one with a few more honorable mentions. And I, I themed out mine. So you definitely want to tune in, and I'm curious to see what Travis's number one is. I don't know if he had to consult Heather on this or not, but I know you're listening. You're an extra pack of peanuts fan, and you might be curious, as I am, as to what Travis ranks as his top three. I'm dying to know, so I hope you join us over there. I've got a very eclectic mix going from eight to number mm. one. Little small towns, big cities all over the U.S. It's going to be really cool. I'm excited to hear your eight to number one as well. Guys, if you like this podcast, don't forget we do, do uh, co-host a podcast called Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. That is a, all about um, a no-holds-barred look at the realities 
of a location-independent lifestyle. So if you're someone who thinks, okay, yeah, I love travel, but I want to be location-independent. I want to travel more. I want to do what these guys do. Uh, we pull the veil off every single week and say, here's what's happening. Here's the good, the bad, the ugly about leading this life. We give you tips on how to do it. Uh, it's a 30-minute podcast. We hold ourselves to 30 minutes, unlike these podcasts, um, each week. So you're gonna, you want to check that out. That's Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E. Check that out um, if you're interested in that kind of thing. And we did tell you we'd get you those uh, touristy podcasts we were talking about. And uh, I was right in the number 14. I don't remember how I remembered that. But EPOP88, we did our 14 super touristy activities that we love, which was really fun to do, Jace. And then EPOP93, we did 14 super touristy destinations that we love. Because remember, being touristy is not always a bad thing. So you want to check those two podcasts out as well. Um, and you can find them however you're finding these podcasts. So thank you guys today. I want to give a shout out to our uh, sponsor, Tortuga Backpacks. Don't forget, um, if you want to check out the uh, travel backpack that I use all around the US and all around the world, tortugabackpacks.com. Use the promo code EPOP, E-P-O-P, all capital letters, that we get you 10% off your entire order. And uh, thank you for joining us today, Jace. Thanks for hopping on the EPOP podcast. It's been a while since we've had you on. Oh, man. It's a pleasure to be here and happy to come on anytime. I really appreciate the invite and thank you listening for uh, hearing, hearing us out on this controversial list. I'm sure you're thinking these guys are either full of crap or, wow, I got to check some of these places out or maybe something in between. I don't know what you're thinking. Feel free to let us know. But um, yeah, let us know. Tweet us at Pack of Peanuts and at Zero to Travel. That's what I. That's what I've really loved recently, Jay. Is that uh, EPOP listeners have been getting pretty active on Twitter. So either leave if you don't do Twitter, leave a comment on the show notes of some of your favorite U.S. cities, hamlets, towns, whatever, um, or tweet us at Pack of Peanuts at Zero to Travel. Let us know what we were wrong about, what we were right about, where we should go, all that kind of stuff. Because we're full of wanderlust. So we're always looking for more places to go and to try out. So thank you guys for the support as always. Uh, thank you for making us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And roll on with us over to the Zero to Travel podcast as we count down from our eight to number one. So thank you guys. And uh, until next time, happy free travels. I'll show you Paris soon.